1: Everybody have your masks off? Okay, everything's good. Welcome in. Happy Saturday, everyone. It is the big and wild out to us. We're live here in the Beasley Broadcasting Empire. Braden Gunn, John Swindle, Bill George, and Diego hanging out with you this morning on a beautiful Saturday. It's nice and cool here in Pinellas County.
0: And there is at least one less turkey, Goblin and the moment
1: well as of this morning but i know this past week i've seen lots and lots of pictures lots of folks out there getting it done
0: Uh, a little scouting yeah i just sent you another picture of a turkey that was dead before seven this morning you sent it to me yeah who shot it uh young man named william youth turkey weekend here in
2: uh north part of of the state
0: north of 70 youth turkey weekend and uh, I know Alan was supposed to get out with his boy, but this is my buddy Doc uh, took this young man out off a of lake, uh, piece of property off of Lake Kissimmee. They had a nice boat ride out there to the property because that's the only way you can get it. It kind of borders up against that state park uh, over there. and uh, Nice. So he got him, got him that bird, and so now he'll go see about – Getting them one on public land.
1: What in the hell did they shoot it with? What is that? Oh, it's uh, is that a single shot. That's one of those little uh, four tenner jumper. I this, can't tell because it, it's camoed so well that it actually blends in with whoever the person is standing behind him. This, this, Either that or it's their fifty
0: caliber. <laughs> <laughs> this young boy has been hunting. Young boy, he's got six foot one. He's 13 years old. Yeah. He, he kind of reminds he's not as big as B, but, you know, kind of reminds me, you know. That kid's 13. But, but I hope uh, he's got
1: a contract signed already. Cause, but he's been yeah.
0: <laughs> hunting since he was five years old. Killed his first turkey at five. Deer and pig at five years old.
1: All right. Awesome. So. Well, I guess, uh, wait, he's going to try to go out and get one this afternoon, too. He's getting Well, this afternoon,
0: heck, depending on how long the boat ride back and... Whether or not they go straight up to Richland or someplace, uh, right. you know, it may it may I, be by lunchtime. I know? just
2: love how many people this week that I've had the, yeah, it's not, no, it's not youth weekend. Da, 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 or they start arguing with you and I'm like, I don't argue north, with them. North of 70, south of How do you know it's youth
0: weekend? I said, north of 70,
2: south of 70.
1: Makes it pretty simple.
0: If they want to argue the fact that it's not hunting time for them. That's, That's okay. You tried to educate boys. them. Move on. Move
1: on. Yeah, when you hear those shots going off, just ignore them. It's just somebody out there uh, probably sighting. <laughs> just,
0: just don't be that in. guy. Sighting well, in something. I, I also got confirmation from my buddy. One of the places I sent Alan to had a bird that was just gobbling his head off mid this week. Just gobbling his head off.
1: Well, I showed you the picture that Justin sent me of the one in his driveway. Yes. Yeah. Well, that one uh, is still there. And he likes to, uh, you know, let me know that it's still there. Mm-hmm. I think in a way that uh, your your wife kind of, like, lets you know that the deer is still... Oh, honey, look, there's now a 30-pointer in the backyard. Yeah. Isn't he beautiful? Yeah. Uh, but my buddy, heard,
0: my buddy heard one gobble there near the house, and uh, turkeys have not been... Given the safe haven, deer have, but the turkeys have not. <laughs> oh, well,
1: well, there you kinda go. Kind of like
0: the pigs. Yeah, kind of like the pig.
1: Now, yeah. I'll ask you an ethical question. If this is the only time that you know of that's been running in the area, and there maybe, say, is uh, four or five hens that are running with him, and you had the opportunity, would you take that Tom out, or would you give him a year not take. To... I
0: would not not take him because he would, had four or five hens, and he's the only one I saw. I mean, he, that just Bring tells stuff. me he's the only one I've seen.
1: No, but what I'm saying is would you would you want to keep him there, making babies with them girls and generating a whole another, couple another new generations?
0: Another fill in the gap.
1: Yeah, but it, would t- it might take years for that to happen. Oh, no. Sure, it'll it'll depending
0: years, on where you are. It'll take years when the people out my way keep whacking them. Yeah. I, I look at it this way. If I don't shoot them, somebody else is going to shoot them. That's like trying to do um, your own management plan on public land. <laughs> okay? Yeah,
1: true. You try to help, but it really doesn't <clears> help. You, yeah. you,
0: you're, you're, you know, into the wind.
1: Yeah. Well, that's true. But I'm just saying in the hood, if you were uh, in your neighborhood, if your neighbors were not... So trigger-happy, let's say, and you could give it a chance to germinate some, some other I, babies. Because what does it take? Three, I've four seen, years at I've least? I've seen together. other
0: gobblers at about a half mile from the house. So, so you not, know they're there.
1: We, they're around yeah. they're yeah. around, yeah. 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 Uh, I, the reason I'm asking that is, like, uh, there was always been a brood of uh, a few Osceolas over at, like, Bardmore Country Club. They were always there in Pinellas, Kent. I yeah. think it's, like, the literally the only place left where they are at least within the city, you know. And uh, for a while they did have a gobbler there, and then all of a sudden he's not there anymore. So I think that either, you know, maybe a coyote got him, maybe somebody else got him or you know, that kind of thing. The
2: grill of the station wagon. So now you
1: got all these girls that are going to sit out there, and they're like the uh, the shakers. You yeah. know, once the men are done and they don't reproduce, it's, that's pretty much over. <laughs> well. So would it be better if biologists went in there and captured those he- birds out of Bardmore? No, and, no, took no. Them my, and,
0: and took them somewhere else? My other buddy, he lives in Northdale, which is up, uh, you know, North Boulevard, Bush Boulevard, type like, uh, let's just say Bush, a little bit north of Bush, in between Del Mabry and 275. Middle of town. He has a hen eaten out of his bird feeder. Yep. In the middle of town. Right. And I'm not talking about.
2: I cannot confirm nor deny I'm, I'm, that on Macintosh are, and 92 uh, that I know of a few. Uh, well, that's a little different. That you're you're some, not in town.
1: Yeah, that's a little. No, little, I'm like talking
2: this. about 90, the intersection of Macintosh and 92 within eyesight. I know of several places that there are a few. Yeah, but Hens there's areas there goblers. where they they
1: can run off to and hide, and there's lots of good bushy yeah. stuff there that where they can not much. <laughs> well, more well. than where he's talking about. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like Bardmore, literally, there's just the edges, people's yards, and then in the uh, in the golf course. I mean, even even Rudolph helped the toys get back to you know Misfit Island, and then got distributed. So, don't you think that? Uh, those hens would be think, better served sound- in the Osceola community if they were there somewhere well, where they could go like meet to me, some guys. That Bill
2: George needs to call somebody at FWC, and they need to have a uh, gobbler relocation program. I'm
1: just saying that would be something I think the uh, National Wild Turkey Federation would probably be interested in handling. They like to relocate birds, so. <clears throat> maybe what, they could you take want more in there. No, to take them and move them to maybe Holmes County, where you know you still can't, uh, you know, participate like everybody
0: else. Hey, that the FWC was willing to open up Holmes County. They had it on the draft rules to open Holmes County to two, and there was a certain individual that suggested they don't do that, and which was a hunter, and. They turned around and reversed their path and said, "Okay, we'll keep the restriction in place." It's
1: amazing how uh, one person can just be a fly in the ointment and screw up the whole gum works.
0: Well, in his in his defense, he that's the way um, he, he's he's very active, and he's probably recognized as being very knowledgeable in that subject. And so they took his opinion and and ran with it. Yeah,
1: no, all it takes is one. I got a story here about about that very thing. We'll talk about it a little bit later on, especially when it comes to uh black bears and mountain lions. We always know that, you know, according to Bill George, you know, a stakeholder's voice is just as important as a as a hunter's voice. So
0: They're just uh, a different type of stakeholder.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. a non monetary stakeholder. Uh we're gonna take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. We are brought to you by our good friends over at Brandon Ford. I got a swing by there today. Go see my boy Brooksy. It's one of my courtesy ammo drop off uh, valet ah, things today.
2: There you go. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't
1: make it out, so bought some ammo, and now I got to uh, drop it off on the way over. Yeah. Is he turkey hunting? Ah, it would be illegal to turkey hunt with this caliber, but I doubt if that's okay. what he's going to be using it for. All right, yes. All right we're going to take a break. It is the Big Wild Outdoors. We'll be here right back. Welcome in, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Uh, Brayden, Bill, and uh, hey. Jonathan and Diego in the studio today. Oh,
2: the joys of retail. Ah, huh? It's a
1: beautiful day in the neighborhoods, uh, and oh. we uh, we thank you for getting up early and joining us this morning. Uh, thank you to our uh, newfound listeners up in Bluntstown. Uh, found out they up there in your neck of the woods where you are. Yeah, I guess they're listening at the local diner. Is there a name of this place that you know of or... Uh,
2: uh, one of the places is called Connolly's that we like to frequent.
1: Connolly's right. diner yes. or Connolly's uh, Connolly's kitchen. Choke and puke. What is it? What's it called? Connolly's kitchen. Connolly's kitchen. Sounds like a nice yeah, little one.
2: Of, one of the original small town. You know. So this, when you ask for a ribeye, you, you get a real ribeye. If you come, if you go there, if you come up there and hunt with us, uh, there's a really good chance you're probably going to eat there one one day.
1: Yeah, it's always good to have a little spot like that out in the middle of nowhere <clears throat> that the locals know about, but nobody else does. I remember my favorite one was down there in Zofalo Springs, man, out there on the backside, a place called Roosters.
2: Oh, yeah. It, well, hey, uh, this place is right spot. in the middle of downtown, man. It's great. Downtown Bluntstown? Yes, sir. So what is that? What? A half a block this way? A quarter of a
1: block no, that way? No, that's
2: about three quarters now. It's getting bigger. <laughs>
1: Somebody put up an extra curb. So now the city limit goes all the way in 100 feet that way. That's all good. Is Bluntstown, like, off of I-10? Can you just, like, hoppity-skip down and go a little bit south no. and you're right there?
2: No. Uh, 2.30. You can get to it from 2.31. You can get to it uh, 71. Takes about 20 minutes. So you go
1: up the back way when you go up? Do you go off uh, 75 and then jump over? 75. You take 10, I,
2: I, I take seventy five to my new way of going is I go seventy five, ten and then get off at twelve at the Greensboro, Greensboro or whatever you want to call it, and cut through that way. <clears throat>
1: Heading back over towards the west.
2: Come into Bristol and cross the bridge at the Apalachicola River and That's coming in the back
1: back way. You're there. <clears throat> Uh, that's that's well, the way you should go, Bill George. When you go, what did you just text me? Another? I just thing?
0: texted you. Yeah, I I texted you the stats. I want. I know you're quickety quick on posting stuff. I'm not. I'm not these. Being a computer guy, I'm not Facebook type like. <laughs> Facebook. Insta chat. Uh, yeah. Insta chat, TikTok. I have. I have. I can lay claim to. I have still yet to see a single TikTok item. I don't even know what a TikTok is. I know what tic tac toe is, but not TikTok.
1: Well, maybe if you and B go uh, turkey hunting tomorrow, he can show you.
0: Yeah, because yeah. uh,
1: I'm, I'm sure he knows uh,
0: TikTok. I, I I used to have Facebook a little bit better, and then I loaded that new version of Facebook to try and do a Facebook Live when I was going to go down duck hunting, uh-huh. and now it's totally changed everything. And then I, I, I and like you don't know how to do I it. I like the old one.
1: Oh, I hear. Yeah. I used to have rabbit ears yeah. on my TV.
0: Well, I saw the things I wanted to <laughs> see, and now I see totally different things. I'm seeing COVID-19 ads. I'm seeing, sir, oh, I, I want to see figured all that your garbage. Read them out yet? I just want to see the pictures of the people I care about.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, you know, it's it's a little different but, setup anymore. That That is
0: true. But I did get the stats on the bird. It had a nine and a half inch beard and inch and five sixteenths fur. Really? So, that was a pretty good bird. Not too bad? Not too bad.
1: But there would be many who would say, <coughs> should
0: have gave that one another year. Oh, yeah, till they die <laughs> or coyote eats them. <laughs> yeah. they, they, dang Diego pulls in the parking lot today. There, there's, what, two coyotes, you say, Diego? Yeah. In our parking lot? Oh, wait,
1: over yeah. here in the bushes?
0: Yeah, they were just running across the street. And then when I got out of my car, they were just hanging out. In that little garden area over there,
1: you didn't whip out the 17 HMR and ring off a couple of rounds at him. What's what's the deal, man? Maybe you didn't bring it. You didn't bring it, did you? Nah. You're I supposed didn't. to have that with you at all times. <laughs> I didn't Personal. Have it on me. It's like a ranch truck, you know. You got to have uh You know, you got to have a mini 14 or something stuck in the back seat of the, you know, behind I, the, seat of have the truck.
0: Something in the back seat of the truck. That's what I'm saying. It has a seven in it. It's yep, dangerous. See, but enough it's a seven in, millimeter O eight. It's dangerous.
2: In, yeah, fix that. it's dangerous enough in both of our vehicles right now. Could you imagine the space that Diego has in his car? What we could
1: Yeah, know. Diego. You can have like all kinds of stuff in there.
0: But but no, that was a really good turkey. I know, I know my buddy Doc. He does a lot of guiding down here. He's 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 come off the he used to fly under the radar a lot. Okay, and this is a buddy of mine that uh, go, we go quite a ways back. But he goes all over the United States hunting turkeys for about three months of the year. He's working on finishing, I think, his third, um, uh, what do you call those, U.S. slams. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, by the time he's done, I think he'll have five U.S. slams. <sighs> nice. A, He's still
1: got a ways to go to catch up with like the likes of Jack Maxey or something like that. That guy is just like, yeah, but that's this all is, he does.
0: This is the thing is, he's done it all on public land that you and I can go to. He's not going on to big ranches. He's not paying people money. He's getting out on National Forest, State Forest, WMAs, and he's he's cutting his teeth against anybody and everybody out there. So,
1: That makes it a lot tougher.
0: Makes it a lot tougher. Yeah. And uh, now now going to do some of what he's doing, you know, they made a a whole thing, Chasing 49, or Chasing 48 or whatever, 49, Chasing 49. Um, You know, they made a little short movie on him, The Doc, and uh, he's been in Turkey Men, a couple different books and that. So Mm -hmm.
2: This time of when year, I met him, he him. flew
0: completely under the radar. Not very many. If you were a diehard turkey hunter, you might know who he is. Oh, yeah. But he's really, he's really come up into the radar now. So, and he's one that's out at turkey camp with us. We're getting that ready.
1: Really, so everybody follows him out and goes What's really where he's going, and then we'll just kind oh, yeah. of spread off on the other side of
0: him. He he had <laughs> he used to. It's have like a fishermen
1: great... who know the boats. You know, when you go offshore, they're like. Wait! There goes the hungry fisherman. Follow that guy. Yeah, <laughs> follow he, that
0: guy. He used to drive a humongous Sprinter van. Now he's got a smaller one, but uh, you can't miss it. And people would see where he's parked, and they'd turn around and try and try and follow him or figure out where he's going. He could be miles from there.
1: Jack Maxey, uh, Mister Incognito. He always did all of his. He traveled the country in a Subaru Outback. An old one, mm-hmm. uh, you know, green, you know, we got in the sink when he picked me up and he said, come on, we're going to go. And I was looking for a truck. I was like, well, we're going in this. <laughs> He's like, yeah, this is my car. And dude, we went through mud and tracks and I mean, we went through everything in that little car. And I was like, wow, I'm kind of impressed here. That's back oh, when no. you
2: had all when <laughs> yeah. all and wheel drive, all wheel drive.
1: Yeah, it was all wheel drive. And it, uh, of course, few things, you know, bumped the undercarriage and things like that, but Didn't get stuck, bro. Made it it all uh, the way through. And uh, we got back there and had a great time, that's for sure. Well, I'm going to, I'll post this picture up of young Will out hunting with uh, Tom. Doc, what is it? Whittle. Whittle? Whittle. Uh, So, uh, bird is what, nine and a half inch beard and uh, one and five sixteenths spurs.
0: Yep. I'm hoping to get a picture from Alan, you know.
1: Yeah, well, you know, we'll see. I know that uh, Alan's out in the woods today and... uh, I took his son out there, so hopefully maybe the spot that you gave him will pay off if they decided to go there. Did they? Are they going to go there or not?
0: Alan, last I know. Alan was going when I talked to him at the event over there at Chief 5 the turkey event. Uh-huh. He had been out there. They saw some stuff. But I can tell you there was one goblin there hard midweek. So, How would you
1: know that, Bill George, when you're out working so hard at your job?
0: Because... Just happens to be maybe a somebody else went by. out
1: there to listen. <laughs> is that what it was? Yeah. One of your, one of your cohorts out there uh, yeah. doing I, some pre-scouting. Uh, that's you? the
2: thing that's been funny for us. There's really only been one that's been heard talking. Now, is there sign and all that other stuff everywhere? Yes, but we really haven't. I've have not really heard the gobbling like I've heard in the past. Oh,
0: he's heard birds. Of course, my buddy Tom there, he he can hear a bird. A long ways off. Yeah, I mean a long ways off. (laughs) I've had him come over a mile to a bird that I was on. That that was one of the first times I hunted with him. Is I turned around, I had a bird going, and then you got you
2: got. Did you guys look like the crabs in Finding Nemo? Hey, hey, hey,
0: hey! (laughs) No, no, no. It, (laughs) It was funny because back off, back off. He turned around. We went chasing this bird off, and he had been a long ways off, and heard this bird gobbling, gobbling, gobbling. Got up there. Of course, he had stopped gobbling at that point, but I'm I'm coming back. My buddy and I were walking, and I find him making what what we call this love nest. He has cleaned out a spot in the myrtles where you just have a little thin shooting lane out. Mm-hmm. And he said <laughs> he had already missed two birds that year, and. I turn around. I said, what are you doing here? And he says, I heard a turkey. He says, I think this is what to kill him. I sit there and says, well, he's been bird I'm hunting. I sit there and says, are you here to kill my bird or are you here just to harass my bird? <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he kind of got a chuckle out of that. But it I ain't said, your bird. I, I said, how about this? I, I said, I've been on this bird. How about I come in and hunt with you in the morning? And I sit there and says, you you shoot the bird i'm i'm all good with that well we get in there the next morning the bird gobbles straight across the head from us now he hadn't been up in the this part of the woods when the bird was still on the limb he had come in done some scouting figured out where this bird was going to want to be comes in next morning bird gobbles he picks up makes a couple little soft calls the bird gobbles back he puts the call down don't say another word Turns out there's uh, some other hens and trees around us. That gobbler flies down, hits the fire break, and starts walking our way. And I'm like, okay, there's just one bird. I don't need to pick up my gun. He's left-handed, and he's on the left-hand side. I can see this bird the whole way. I could have shot this bird a dozen times. But he's bad mm-hmm. situation. This bird gets from me to you, Braden, okay, away. And he Course, that's a little close for a shotgun, about 10 feet. Mm-hmm. And damn, if he don't miss. And I, here I am with my gun on the ground. That bird jumps up and 15 feet in the air, hits a fire break, then goes to jump up again, and he center breasts him and wow, <laughs> dead. <laughs> I'm like, whoop. Ruined every bit of that breast, meat. I We I got ate him. Sucker. We ate them, and we were splitting pellets. Hey, soak them long enough, so it'll get out. Yeah.
1: Soak them in some milk, you can milk. find them a little bit better.
0: Soaring a He's, little brine. He'll he, be missed, all right. he missed again, but then squared them up. And I Th- spent 10, 15 minutes picking up feathers. <laughs>
1: that happens during Christmas Forgetting season. the subtle tactics. Taking a break. Big and Wild Outdoors. We'll be back. Welcome back. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden, Jonathan, Bill, and Diego in the studio today, hanging out with you. Uh, Turkey weekend, of course, uh, youth weekend going on now in uh, the upper zone. And so a lot of people will be out there doing it, getting out there and getting her done. I uh, posted the photograph of young Will on our Facebook page if you would like to take a look at it and uh, see what he got this morning. And also I noticed that Carlos had posted his little turkey hunt, I think, with his uh, daughter when he went out there was 10 years ago today. Yeah, 10 years. <laughs> 10 years. It goes by really quick. and uh, Amazing. It's it's one of those things where uh, you blink, like the song says, don't blink because it goes away <laughs> really quick. So that's why we encourage you to do things like this weekend and what Alan's doing and what Doc did with Will this morning. If you get an opportunity to take a kid out it it does go by so fast that your opportunities are pretty limited. And I know that I hear Carlos talking all the time. He's like, you know, my son, you know, he's not little anymore. And, you know, he's going off to college, and I won't be able to see him as much as I used to. And, you know, I just think about all those hunts that I've been on that where, you know, I wanted him to go and he couldn't go or whatever and uh, make those memories. And it's one of the regrets, I think, that anybody who watches their kids grow So darn quick these days, man. Um, That if you don't take them, you know you're you're gonna lose out, and that's why we 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 stress so much that you should take the time. I don't care if you're a saltwater fisherman, if you're a hardcore dude that you know lives for tarpon or redfish or snook or whatever. But if you got little kids around, yeah, it's great to take them out there and do that. But there's something about taking your kid to a place like Panavista Lodge and going out, getting on a lake, and just going out old school style and just pan fishing for the day. It's a great memory maker and the kids will have a great time. It doesn't matter if it's a 30 inch fish on the line. You know how they are. Yeah, as long as they're catching something. Dude, it's a great day. I remember the first time I used to take my son out, we'd hand him the sabiki, man. You know, we'd be out there on Fort DeSoto. We're out there not catching a darn thing. And B's over there every time he dropped that sabiki in, he'd reel up and go, hey! I caught 10 more fish. You guys haven't caught anything. You know, (laughs) it's like, uh, okay,
2: have at it. You're kicking
1: our butt, man. He's like, yeah. And so when he goes back home, he's telling mommy, I caught like 70 fish and dad and Uncle Bart didn't catch anything. Well,
2: I I tell you, Bart (laughs) are smiling because they got plenty of bait. Exactly. (laughs) Whether or
0: not it's a kid or even like when I took Diego out, I get so much enjoyment about exposing other people to what we enjoy that that aren't. That don't live it constantly, you know.
1: Well, you yeah, know, and Diego's a young guy, Di- and uh, yeah,
0: Diego's a young guy, and uh, you know, and he'd I,
1: never been before. Well. He'd
0: never been before, but I will never, I will never, Diego, forget you grabbing that leg and when that when that bone crunched, it freaked him out. <laughs> yeah, well, it,
1: it seems to do that. Some, something's not yeah. attached in there anymore. <laughs> Yeah, the, the horrors of uh, nature. So if
0: anybody's is. ever heard a joint cracker pop, oh, you yes. know that's it's it's Lovely not a sound. pretty sound. And um,
2: what are you talking about? It's an awesome sound. That means I'm putting stuff in the cooler.
0: Yeah, well, for, I'm talking about on a person. You know, you oh, ever sorry. you you ever hear that? You know, that's where most people hear that sound is
1: i haven't dragged too many dead bodies out of the woods yeah. well how so about
0: football injuries or something <laughs> oh, you yeah. look at it you, you sometimes nowadays with the way um the <laughs> audio is in this world we can hear stuff that what are you we- talking about i hear that just about every morning now when i get out of bed
1: crack yeah. yeah.
2: well if you get an
0: opportunity <laughs> you're getting to be an old man
2: if you
1: uh, get an opportunity and I, and I i really think you should make the opportunity uh, coming up on June nineteenth at Panavista Lodge up at Panasofsky, uh, we're having the seventh annual Panasofsky. Uh, Panasofsky, yeah, you said Sosky. <laughs> <laughs> Lake Panasofsky, <laughs> which is about an hour north of Tampa, off of seventy-five. It's really easy to get to. Uh, you can go look for it, Panavista com, PanaVista Lodge, Happ- PanaVista Cabins, PanaVista Boat Rentals, all that kind of stuff is all...
2: Happens
0: to be but, one of the best seafood
2: way. places right up the road. Mm-hmm.
0: Where 275 and seventy five come together is mile marker roughly 275. Mm-hmm. Funny, funny way the way that worked out. But the, the exit to get off to get it to the PanaVista Lodge, exit 329. So you... You're looking what, 55 miles. It, said, it says Lake,
2: uh, yeah, it's Lake. I mean, literally Lake Panasofsky is the exit. It is the exit 329. It's yeah, it's, it's easy to get to. The easiest and place in the world to find. They do have cabins
1: to rent if you uh, want to stay there overnight. You can do that. Get there on a Friday night, do the fishing tournament on Saturday, and. Uh, pack it up and uh, do your thing and uh, if you want to stay longer stay all the way till Sunday and you know leave Sunday afternoon or something you know Saturday Sunday mid morning take your time drive Um, back home this
2: is I missed of course didn't get to go this past year but I know this will be my fourth and that was the one thing that I laughed when you and Glenn told me to start when I started on the show is I've noticed that every year before there was a six or eight or 10 couples that would stay after the deal. And then the next year we went, it was like you double that number. And yeah. then the next year it's like you, it, it's like you said, it turns into like a, just a big party. Yeah. I mean, for lot, lack of a better term,
1: a lot of people show up on Saturday, just to fish. Uh, but a lot of people, uh, bring RVs. There's RV parking up there as well. Camping. Or you, you can go camping if you want to, if you want to do a primitive thing, you can do that. Uh, but a lot of people nowadays will stay, you know, Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday, because I know Sunday mornings, we would get up early, and it would be the same kids on the dock, and my kids would go out there and and fish with them until we were all packed up, ready to go, and and then take off, say our goodbyes. Well, and then of and, course,
2: everybody would go to Catfish Johnny's. Like uh, well,
1: yeah, that'd be on Saturday night after the big,
2: the big, uh, the we, big. We, we, we ate there once or twice while we were up there. Yeah,
1: that's always a good spot. But it's happening on June nineteenth, and if you want to be involved, call the uh, Panavista Lodge. You can uh, pay early; that way, it's a lot cheaper. If you would like to rent a boat, I would suggest you do it now.
0: Call if now. you want
1: to uh, rent a pontoon boat. And you want to <laughs> do that now because they they sell out really quick.
0: And listen, this is not a tournament where you need some big fancy boat. You know, one year the guy that won it was in a leaky old little itty bitty john boat with the little kicker engine you just you just need to get out there catch some panfish and come on back yeah
1: and it's easy and uh you know we do the no fishing
0: he- by the one and done at the dock
1: <laughs> yeah the daca fishing is not allowed but uh, during the tournament but you have to get out on the lake and get it done but it's one of those things where if you go and you take your kids they'll be talking about it for the next week and they'll be bragging to their friends. They'll, I mean, bring their friends. If you can do that, bring your Little League team. If you're a coach or something, I don't know, make it the uh, the Little League team. I mean, you're allowed to put as many people on the boat. That's It's one price for the boat. It's not per person. So if you get out there and you got a 30-foot pontoon boat and you can put 25 people on there legally according to the Coast Guard, then by me, by all means, bring them. Bring them, put them Better on. Rip tater chip. Yeah, get out there and put as many lines in the water as you can. I mean, it's one of those things where uh, the more, the merrier. And if you can get out there and get her done, then uh, it's a good thing. Uh, we pay uh, five hundred bucks for the uh, for the overall winner. You know, the one with the the biggest fish. Uh, you know, the combined weight of the biggest fishes. And then we pay it all the way down to what fit. Fifth place last year, fifth or sixth place? I can't remember. It, it,
0: it varies from year to year because what happens a lot of times is, you know, we we set a, a general amount that that is a good for the donation or, you know, for the winners, and then people keep putting donations in and says, Hey, I, I wanna I wanna throw some more money into the winners pot and so what we're able to do is have a little deeper of the field, you know, where more people are getting well, getting a winning. That's and I right. know
2: one thing that I always liked for the last couple of years, because of course, me and you would be sitting there doing the broadcasting, and Glenn would be running around doing door prize stuff and getting the entry stuff ready. And you were checking boats and all that and everything else. Like you said about the kids, what I always loved is the people who have helped out, which I've already had people reach out to me about it, who help us out with the fishing poles and the bait buckets and. All that stuff like that is watching all the kids when they get that stuff gave to them and they're, you're like, here, this is yours. Yeah. They're just like, uh, uh, "What? Uh-uh. Free? What? I get to keep this stuff for what? free? this is mine? i bought it, And they go flying back over to their mom or dad or whatever at the boat. Like, free stuff!
1: I got free stuff! I'm I've ready to go! I've got my own go. fishing
2: pole. I've got my own bait bucket. Don't yeah. touch it. <laughs> well, it's coming
1: up on uh, Saturday, June 19th. It's going to be fishing, fun. Festivities, Of course, silent auction. Got the raffle going on, 50-50 tickets, all that kind of good stuff. If you need more information, go to uh, panfishchallenge.com, panfishchallenge.com, and you can do all your registration, all that kind of good stuff there. Of course, remember, the money raised goes to Everyday Blessings Children's Home, the Lake Panasofsky Elementary School, and uh, South Sumter FFA. So it's all good. Everybody has a happy day. We're going to take a break. We'll be back. Top of the hour is just a few uh, minutes away, so uh, thank you so much for joining us. Hour 2 is uh, coming up just around the corner. Uh, as you heard in the uh, commercial break, our friends out there at Bone Valley, they're out there uh, having a good old time. If you got an ATV or something like that looking for a place to go, you want to get out there and get her done, I know they're going to do the uh, the rally in the valley kind of thing coming up here pretty soon. So um, that's one of those places where Everybody who always asks are like, well, I I don't want to go here. It's not very uh, safe. It's not very family friendly or any of that other kind of stuff like that. All the typical complaints that you hear for uh, a lot of places. And I know that there's a lot of people who are out turkey hunting these days who would really appreciate it if you would find someplace else to go ride your (coughs) off-road vehicle than perhaps some certain management area where they may be out there trying to Uh, put a little
2: meat in the freezer kind of thing. Hey, check and see. Restrictions are being lifted.
1: And if you can go uh, and do it safely and in a quiet type of manner and be courteous and do all that kind of good stuff, then by all means, go out and have a great time. But if you're one of those guys who gets in the group where everybody has, you know, the 50,000-watt speakers and all the other stuff out there, blaring and uh, stuff like that, then, you know, maybe you should – Head out to uh, Bone Valley and <laughs> have a good time out there. So, you, you know,
0: I turn around. That's I'm one of the few people who who do not, uh, you know, say, "Hey, hunters should have the area to themselves during hunting season," and I do that because I don't. I believe we can all cohabitate together, and that method of saying we cannot cohabitate together is one of the reasons why they keep some areas separated off just for non-hunting people. And my thing is we should all have rightful access to those same areas and we can cohabitate together. So I'm not one who will sit there and say that, you know, we shouldn't have hikers out there during, during hunting season. Now I am pro Everybody on a WMA should have a WMA stamp or, you know, license or whatever you want to call it. And that is not a license to hunt. That is a fee that helps support the WMA system and the maintenance and the acquisition of said lands. And so, yeah, I I believe people need to be paying that even if you're non-hunter. And right now, the only ones that have to pay it is the hunter. Well, and that's like I was telling somebody this week. We had this conversation
2: because I'm kind of trying to redo this on our properties. Is everybody used to in the past, you know, you were always stay off the property and be quiet and do all this other stuff. And you talk to a lot of these people now, and that's one thing they're saying too, is it's like the animals get used to the noises and all the other stuff Listen. and i mean why not
1: for the <laughs> most part uh i would agree with that but like um there's a story out that came out of massachusetts uh their division of fisheries they're proposing a price increase for uh freshwater fishing hunting and trapping licenses for the first time in 25 years uh, profits of course turned from uh hunting freshwater fishing trapping licenses permits and stamps are the primary source for funding for the Division of Inland uh, Fish and Game Fund. At present, the department gives also gives away about 27,000 free licenses each year to residents over the age of 70, but officials say the increase would compensate for dwindling revenue. Mm-hmm. Since 1996, hunting sales, of course, has dropped 50%, and sporting license and sales have dropped 20%. And that's according to their own website. And they said they're going to be literally out of money in about three years if something doesn't change. So the pitch would say both bump uh, would both uh, bump up hunting and fishing licenses in Massachusetts from $22.50 to $40. Stamps for primitive weapons and waterfowl would increase from $5.10 to $20. And hunting permits for antlerous deer, bear, turkeys would rise from $5 to $20. I can't believe they're that low to begin with. Um, Hunting and fishing licenses for non-residents as well as other costs associated with permissions for trapping and fur buying will also go up. But now to the point that what you were just talking about, according to the comments that people had shared on their Facebook posts, once the division had put it up there that they were thinking about doing the price increase, is uh, one of them right off the bat was, why aren't they charging walkers, mountain bikers a yearly fee For 365 days of use, our hunting licenses are now being used to maintain all these areas, and they pay nothing. And we're the one user who's being charged for all this stuff, and we pay for everything while these people go and do it for free. The state doesn't own the wildlife, but they own the property. And if anybody's going to be on it, then they should pay to be on it. And it says, uh, how about, uh, another one was, uh, how about since you're going to increase the cost, give us an extra day of hunting or maybe allow hunting on Sunday? Another one asked. And then another one says, uh, Are you going to see an increase in people not buying licenses at all? One criticized, talk about lying, laying it on during a pandemic when people are struggling. But like I said, dude, I mean, $5 (laughs) for a turkey stamp in the state of Florida, that would be uh, ludicrous in my mind. What do you think
0: our turkey permit costs here in the state of Florida? For
1: a non resident? No, for
0: for a resident.
1: It's uh, what is it now? I've never bought one individual anymore because I, I always know. buy my sportsman's license, so I'm yeah. already covered. I don't, I don't know. They, is they, it they like used fifteen bucks?
2: A... No, no, the whole license. No. for Hunting the state of Florida $1, is...
0: seventeen fifty.
1: Yeah, but that's still a lot it, more than are are five. Are you talking bucks. about the whole
0: license? You're talking about just the tag. But but for a permit, it used to be five dollars for a turkey. Yeah, and well, deer. But it's,
1: this this one here, everybody's complaining. If you're going to jump it up that much from five to twenty dollars, and people are not going to purchase licensing or anything else, well, but and, as as the guy said, and as we've said here on the show, all these people are out there hiking. Everybody's listen, biking, mountain well, I mean, biking. That was always all that the stuff. rub
0: for a lot of us too. I can tell you, this is the cold hard fact in the in the state of Florida here, um, the cost of our licenses are so minimal compared to how much it cost me to put gas in the tank to go to and from a few times um, so it, it's just what's your point? I mean the well, point is it, is what well,
1: my point is is that if you're going to go use the property yeah. everybody who walks into bush gardens has to pay everybody who walks into anywhere else has to pay anybody who goes on a pay pier if you're out there and you're going there to go walk the pier fish it or whatever you well, know but it's then, like you're then,
2: saying well it's just like we just said earlier about bone valley and places like that that you know now with everybody with you the ATV, the atvs and stuff like that you know they go out to these men people like that go out to these management areas that was always the big thing for us when we rodeoed and everything with the horse people the trail riders or whatever you want to call them and stuff like that that i would get kind of sideways with some of them when they would oh well you oh, we can't ride our horses here because you're hunting and i'm look you know, i would look at them and say well I'm paying to be here. What are you? Did it cost you anything to park here, to for them to put you up a trailer place to park your truck and trailer, unload, tack your horses? You show them a coggins report, and you have got stables like a, you did at Citrus. You, you know? know, have access to. There's so many places around the state that you have access to trails and everything else. And did it cost you anything? Well, no. But we all in you would get the people who I was always always loved that they would say, Well, I put money in the donation box, you know, but it's like I don't have a choice. When I go and buy the license or whatever, you I'm, have to pay to be I'm there. I'm paying uh, to be there. I, yeah.
0: The the hunting license, a general hunting license to hunt in the state of Florida for a resident is still seventeen dollars. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you want to turn around and have a deer permit. Or let's say a deer permit, an extra five dollars. Mm-hmm. Okay, a turkey permit. If you're a resident, is ten dollars mm-hmm. to hunt turkeys. Okay, a non-resident. This is this is where they ding non-residents coming into the state of Florida for a turkey. One hundred and twenty-five dollars. Yep. for for a turkey. Now you're somebody coming down here to hunt an Osceola. One hundred and twenty-five bucks isn't isn't too terrible. Bad. Yeah. Okay. That's
1: why I always said it should be at least four hundred bucks,
0: but. You know, so so art permits for like the muzzleloader or archery. This is thing is you get a hunting license, you can hunt with the gun for seventeen fifty. But now you want to shoot a bow, eh, 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 another five dollars. You want a muzzleloader, another five dollars. Well, that's what I'm
2: saying is, is they nickel. It's it's the old nickel and dime thing, and that's what drives me nuts with a lot of this other stuff. Is these people that get to utilize and get to use stuff and the first people they complain about are the hunters but then they're the foresight's not there to say uh oh wait a minute they're
1: (laughs) (laughs) a lot of of that money that we're putting in there goes to keep this place open and keep it maintained now i that's why i'm saying i buy a sportsman's gold every year so i i spend a hundred and uh i think every year is about 115 bucks because I make donations as well to the youth fishing thing and, and mm-hmm. a couple others on there every year. So I add to it. And, and I mean, I'll be honest with you. I mean, if you look at it this way, over the past three years or whatever, I mean, when have I had an opportunity to go out and, and go kill a deer? When have I had an opportunity to go out and kill a hog? I went no, out no, with no! You.
0: I disagree with this because you had a uh, Jonathan said, "Come on up." Yeah, but I you had an opportunity. Yes, you just but think... I
1: couldn't get there to do it. But what mm, I'm yeah. saying is, is even though I may not be a chan- get a chance to get it, I buy it every single year. Correct. Not only because I so I can be ready to go when Jonathan goes, get your ass up here this weekend, and I go, I can make it, and I go. But that way, I'm not scrambling now to G five or getting it online or trying to buy my Correct. license and do everything there. Way well, I'm set for the year but also because i know my money's going to pay people's paychecks, going to maintain lands, going in for biologists, going in for all the other stuff
0: back I, in I'm 90, adding,
1: I'm taxing myself on purpose to back keep in those areas open. I
0: spent $1,000 when i made like $26,000 a year to buy a lifetime license because right. it just is so comforting knowing that that little gold card is in your wallet and at any point i could do just about anything in this state. Okay. Yep. Minus a tarpon, yes. I'm Keeping a tarpon, I don't, I can't keep the tarpon. And you gotta have a duck stamp, but you and know, I gotta have, I get a free Florida one, but I gotta have a federal fed one, yeah, a
1: federal one. But uh, what I'm saying is, is uh, when you go to that and you look at that, and it's kind of like what the the promo that we we run in here with uh, uh, that tells you how many, how much money fishermen and hunters and everybody donate and literally donate pay for. To go for an opportunity to go mess around the woods, even though you may not get to. Correct. So I'm with Jonathan. I think a lot of other people, obviously, in in other states, feel the same way as we do. If you're going to be out there trompsing around, I'm not asking you to do anything more than I'm not already doing. That if I'm going to go out there, and if you're hiking every weekend, if you're uh, the weather girl who moved down here from Ohio and now has her walking club on television and she's walking management areas, then she should pay $35. Well,
2: it's like you say, it's just the opportunities I've had to go to other states and hunt in other states. That's the thing about it is, huh. is like, you know, Illinois, New Mexico, you know, I just go on down the list, Texas, places like that. You go, it's like you said, everybody's throwing into the pot because everybody's using the well, stuff.
1: When whenever, whenever Fort DeSoto decided to start charging people to go into fort de soto of course all the locals that have been here since you know this was a sandbar you know complained about it but then after a while you think well dude it goes to maintain the pier it goes to maintain all the other stuff and everything else So fine if you're gonna charge me five bucks five bucks whatever for a day i'll do it it's no big deal all right we're gonna take a break top of the hour hour two is right around the corner stay right there we're brought to you by brandon ford we'll be back